for far too long. We've been told what to do, what to think, how to be. No more. The old paradigm is crumbling, falling all around us. Burn it all. It's my mission to bring you back to your natural state of luxury, to lead you to an empowered place with energetic intention. Luxury is a personal, expansive experience, one that's been kept from you, hidden away, a soul experience broken into a million pieces. Luxuriously fierce is for those who know there's more, who desire more, even if you don't know what more is. It's for those who are ready to burn old paradigms to the ground and walk through the flames to the other side. For those who are ready to be bold in their being, fierce in their feminine. Luxuriously Fierce is not just a brand, it's a movement. It's not something I do, it's something I am. Together, we are setting fire to the old and forging a new path. A new world. One where openness and truth are the norm. Where changing the world begins with healing yourself. If you're here on this earth, in this lifetime, to light a fire and burn everything you believe to be true to the ground, Welcome to my world. Burn it all and watch the ashes fly. Welcome back to another episode of the Luxuriously Fierce podcast. I am really excited for today's episode and the topic of today's episode because It's something that it caught me off guard. And so I'm really excited to dive into it. Basically, what happened is last week, February 10th-ish, something like that, I posted on Instagram a list of things I'm sick of hearing on the internet. And y'all blew it up. It, It was shared a lot of times. It was liked a lot of times. The comments just insane like it sparked so many conversations in my dms and within the comments and i knew this was something i needed to talk about on the podcast and bring it here to this platform so what i want to do is talk about this list there are six things talk about them individually and kind of talk about why i'm sick of hearing them on the internet why i'm sick of seeing them in, in posts and just all the things And then I really want to talk about a few things that I'd like to normalize seeing on Instagram and in social media and just on the internet in general. So if you didn't see the Instagram post, you can hop over to my Instagram, luxuriouslyfierce underscore, and it's it's very close to the top. And the cover literally says a list of things I'm sick of seeing on the internet. (laughs) So go check it out if you haven't seen it. Leave a comment because I would love to know what your thoughts are on this list and what you'd like to add to the list because I know for me, I wrote six things and this list could have been much, much longer. But let's dive in. So the first thing that I put down on the list is trust the process. We hear this a lot in the online space, especially in the spiritual online world trust the process and this one gets me because it implies that we're not trusting the process it implies that we don't have a belief in the universe or a trust in the universe and in the path and in our soul's creation and in in, you know everything lining up for us Sometimes it is really hard to trust the process. Sometimes, more often than not, actually, the process is difficult. It requires a lot of effort. It requires you to confront things that you've not confronted, confront things that you didn't even know existed. It requires you 
to dive into the depths of your being and of your soul. And that's really, really difficult. And so a lot of times the process doesn't actually seem like a process. It doesn't feel like a process. It feels like a shit show, for lack of a better word. And it probably is a shit show. I know myself. I've gone through a few of them myself. But nobody wants to hear this. Nobody wants to hear trust the process. Because one, when you're in the thick of it, it's not about trusting the process. It's about focusing on what's right in front of you. And what's right in front of you is more than likely something that is difficult for you to be with. And so when we say things to people like trust the process, we imply that, that we're not. And we're implying that their emotions, that the things that they're experiencing are just it. They're just part of it. And it's fine. This really just feels to me like a complete disregard of someone's experience and their thoughts and feelings and their emotions. And just because it seems to someone on the outside like that person is not trusting the process, it doesn't mean that they aren't. You can be sad and angry and frustrated and tired and ready to give up or whatever insert emotion here and be trusting the process at the same time it's not one or the other it's both and when we say things like trust the process it really it's just such invalidation for someone making someone feel as though they are not seen or heard or that their experiences are irrelevant because the universe is always working in your favor, which is something I probably should have added to this list. I actually did. I actually didn't, but I probably should have. The next thing that I'm sick of hearing on the internet is some sort of variation of everything happens for a reason and it's all happening for you. This is very similar to trust the process. Like, when you are in the thick of it, nobody wants to hear that. Nobody. I don't know a single person who would come to someone and talk about what they're going through and want to have a conversation and open up that space and want to be met with. Everything happens for a reason. It's all happening for you. Not to you for you. And I think that this is a really interesting one because there is a difference between it's all happening for you and it's all happening to you. And when we have this mentality of it's all happening to me, why does this happen to me? We take ourselves out of the equation and we make it seem as though we have no power or no responsibility in all the things that are going on in our lives. And sometimes, you know, these things are out of our control and sometimes they're not. Sometimes we're giving away more power by not setting boundaries or whatever the case may be. And so there is a very powerful distinction between it's all happening for me and it's all happening to me. So if I have to pick one... <laughs> I want to hear it's all happening for you. It's all happening to me or for me rather than to you or to me. Because you are not responsible for the things that are happening to you. Sometimes, sometimes you are. So take a look at that. But you are responsible for moving through it. You are responsible for healing it. And so... There needs to be this responsibility there. There needs to be this declaration. This is my responsibility. This is my power. And I'm taking it back. And when we use the phrase, it's all happening to me, we take ourselves out of the equation. We take ourselves away from it. And so we're just going to scrap that one as well. <laughs> scrap that one as well. But when we say things like it's all happening for you, it's all happening, 
everything happens for a reason. We, again, invalidate what someone's thinking and feeling and experiencing in that moment. And my beautiful friend, Sharon, Sharon, I love you if you're listening to this, um, mentioned in the comments. So again, if you didn't see the post on Instagram, if you didn't scroll through the comments, check out the comment section. But my friend Sharon chimed in with, you know, a, a different perspective, right? It's which is this the beauty of these kinds of conversations, right? You can know that everything is happening for a reason, that everything is happening for you. And still not want to hear that, right? And for me, when I'm in the thick of it, I know that everything happens for a reason. I know that everything is happening for me. I know that what's on the other side of all of this muck that I'm going through is in my best interest. It's this next level expansion, this next level to meet my highest self or capital S self, as I would say. I know that. I know it consciously in my mind. And I don't want to hear it when I'm in the thick of it, right? Again, we have this duality where we can know something and we're holding for something else, holding space for something else. Holding space for what it is that we're moving through and the thoughts and the beliefs and whatever it is that's coming up for us, holding space for that, allowing ourselves to, you know, wallow a little bit. It's okay that you are sad, angry, frustrated, overwhelmed, exhausted, whatever it is that's coming up. It's okay that you just be in that. Sometimes we really need to just be in the thick of it and be there and hold ourselves there and knowing that everything happens for a reason knowing that it's all happening for you can be comforting it can be comforting to know that there's something new coming. There's a new level of expansion. There's this, this evolution of you that you get to look forward to. And that's really exciting. And it's really, really fucking hard. It's really difficult. And when you are there, when you're moving through the muck, nobody wants to hear everything happens for a reason. As trust the process. It disregards someone's feelings and experiences. And it's just not a cool thing to say. We're over that one. The third statement that I'm really tired of seeing on the internet is love and light. We're just going to stop with this one. Love and light. Um, life is not love and light. It's just not. It's not unicorns and rainbows and peaches and whatever else makes you happy and sometimes it's good sometimes sometimes it is like that and sometimes it's not and when we say things like love and light it just implies that if you are not in a completely love and light mood way of being all the time then you're doing something wrong or something is out of alignment or whatever Love and light bypasses the healing. It bypasses the darkness, the depths of the things that are coming up for you, the things that want to be confronted, the things that want to be healed so that you can step into that next evolution of you. And we're done. We're done disregarding all of that effort. We're done disregarding that. Love and light is its simply not the way forward. It's simply not how you are going to continuously evolve and expand in this lifetime. The fourth thing that I'm real tired of seeing is invest in yourself. 
This one is kind of tricky because I do think that it's important to invest in yourself. I do think that it's a good thing. And I do believe that you must invest in yourself if you want to move forward in your big vision, uh, move forward in your expansion evolution over this lifetime. My problem with this phrase is that it has become synonymous with give someone all your money willy-nilly. It has become synonymous with do what you must do to be able to afford this $100,000 coach. And I have heard some of the most just horrific stories of people who have taken out second mortgages on their home, uh, people who have maxed out multiple credit cards to invest X amount of dollars in a coach. And again, if this, like, this is one of those things that becomes tricky because if your nervous system is okay with that, then maybe that works for you. But when we, we're continuously pushing this message of invest in yourself, one, it implies that people are not. It implies that you are not putting in the effort or the work to do X thing, to do your shadow work, to go to therapy, to do your master's degree, to work with a coach so you can expand your business, to work with a personal development coach, whatever it might be. It implies that you're not doing it. It also implies that there's only one way to invest in yourself. And again, that has become synonymous with spending big dollars on, on a coach, on a program, on a mentorship, whatever it might be. If your nervous system does not feel safe, if you do not feel safe in your being, investing however many dollars into someone, into a coach, into a mentorship, that is going to end very badly, very quickly. It just is. I have reframed this myself to not invest in yourself to invest yourself so this means your time your energy your passion yourself capital s self in your big vision and this is how i show up every day and sometimes that means doing x master class or signing up for this program actually very rarely means signing up for a program i have not done a mentorship in a long time a long time a couple of years and i i actually spent the better part of 2022 kind of reevaluating what it means for me to invest in myself and that's what i've come up with invest yourself invest myself there is a difference between effort and hard work. Effort is, is needed. It's needed for everything that you do, right? And when we use the phrase hard work, we immediately imply just by saying those words that the thing that you're doing is hard. And so there becomes this block just immediately in your mind consciously or not there's a block there because you told yourself that the work is hard and so another reframe kind of that i've done for myself and that might be helpful for you i don't use the phrase hard work i try not to i'm human i slip up but i don't use the phrase hard work i don't say things like oh this is so hard it's going to be so much work. This is such hard work. I don't desire to have that block in anything that I do. Do things require my effort? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely they do. Do some things require more effort than others? Absolutely. 
for sure. That's just simply how life goes. When we use the phrase hard work, there's this immediate resistance there. But when we talk about effort and putting effort into something, we're putting in energy, we're putting in time, we're putting in passion, we're putting in ourselves, we're investing ourselves. And that is the reframe I have made from invest in yourself to invest yourself. The fifth, and then I'm really tired of hearing on the internet, is take the risk slash go all in. And this is very much related to invest in yourself. Again, I do think that there's a time and a place for this statement. But in my opinion, this gets thrown around way too much in the online space, especially in the online entrepreneurial space. It is really important that you feel safe in your body and in your mind and in your soul before you take the risk, before you go all in, before you invest in yourself, before you take that leap, before you make those big moves. When the constant message in the online space, and I know that it can feel this way a lot of times, is make gigantic moves, whatever X gigantic move is, especially when it's coupled with trust the process, take the risk, make this gigantic move, trust the process. Things get real messy real fast, real messy real fast. If your nervous system does not feel safe going all in, you're keeping your being, your human in this constant state of fight, flight, or freeze. And maybe that's what you want to do. I don't know. But it's not what I want to do and not how I want to live. So it is really important for me that I feel safe in my mind, body, and soul. And that looks like being able to recognize when my ego pops in and is like, we're not going to do that. Simply because... It's unfamiliar. So again, we have this duality where we are understanding or knowing that we feel safe in our mind, body, and soul when making next big move and knowing when our ego is popping. Right? Asking yourself, is it really that I feel unsafe in this? Is is this really energetically too far away from where I currently am or is my ego stepping in and trying to hold me back and keep me small and so working through that and deciding what that is for you you're the only one that can decide that and when we're constantly hearing this message of take the risk go all in it's fine trust the process it can be really easy to drown out what your mind, body, soul is telling you. Very easy. And the last one, the last part of this post that I'm real sick of hearing on the internet. And this one, if you have been in the luxuriously fierce world for a while, you know my feelings on this. They are not good. There are not good feelings. But the last thing is do it scared and push past the ego. I mean, just, just, we just can't, we can't. No. If your ego does not feel safe, if it does not feel heard understood if it does not feel in relationship with you things are going to get real messy real fast if you push past your ego continuously and take that big leap when your ego comes back when it steps in it's going to step in hard hard and what happens a lot of times is we do X thing, we take take that leap, and we're not ready for it. 
And so our ego steps and essentially fall flat on your face. Or maybe it turns out okay. So then you take another big move. But because you've not regulated yourself to the previous move, the next big one is going to be even harder. It's going to show up even stronger. You're going to fall even further. If you don't meet your ego where it's at, if you don't regulate your nervous system, your mind, body, soul, where it's at, it's going to get harder and harder to do that further along down the road. Your ego is a piece of you. It's a literal piece of your being. And its job is to keep you safe. It does a really great job at keeping you safe. And it does a good job at keeping you small and holding you back. But pushing past it is not the answer here. If you are, I mean, if you're in a relationship with a human and you are constantly pushing past them, you're not communicating with them, you're making moves and kind of telling them later and hoping that they're on board and they're okay with it. You're not being honest. You're not being with them. That relationship probably isn't going to go very far, right? And I'm going to go ahead and assume that that's not the kind of relationship that you would want with another human being. So why would you do this with a literal piece of you? If your nervous system does not feel safe now, if it does not feel respected now, it won't later. When I made this post on Instagram, I was not expecting to blow up the way I did and for the conversations that have come from it to come, I was not expecting any of it. I simply wrote down my feelings and the things that I was thinking in that moment. And it sparked this really, really beautiful conversation. And so I'm very excited about that. But now that I've talked about some of the things that I'm really sick of seeing on the internet, I want to talk about a few things that I'd like to normalize on the internet. And this came through on the heels of that last post. The bottom line with with the message is that it is literally impossible for you to be everything for everyone. It is literally impossible for you to have all the answers. and put forth so much of yourself into someone else into something else and still have something left over for you and so a lot of times when we use those phrases that we just talked about everything happens for a reason it all happens for you trust the process push past the ego when we use those kinds of phrases A lot of times, our intentions are pure when we say them, when we offer them to someone else. A lot of times, we use those as a way to almost end a conversation. We use that in times where we don't know what to say, where we don't have the capacity to hold someone where they're at, when we are not skilled at this kind of conversation, when we're not trained to have this type of conversation with someone. We use those kinds of phrases when we aren't sure of what to say. And so we say the thing that has become normalized and these phrases have become normalized and that really is the problem with them and so even though your intentions might be pure in saying these to someone they are still harmful they can still do some damage 
especially in this entrepreneurial space, in the spiritual entrepreneurial space, when we have these coaches, these people that we reach out to, these mentors, and if someone is offering you up a, a phrase like, everything happens for a reason, I don't think that that's okay. I don't think that's okay. I think that there are some things that we need to normalize on the internet, especially in this online entrepreneurial industry, because there is a message that to be a coach, a mentor, a facilitator in this online space, you have to know it all and do it all and be it all for other people. And if you don't, well, then you're not good at what, you're, at what you do. And it's just, there's a ridiculous amount of programming in this space. And so there are four things that I really want to normalize inside of this space. The first is that I really want people to say, I don't have the capacity to hold space for you right now. This is not selfish. In fact, it's selfless. There's nothing wrong with not having the capacity, the emotional, mental, spiritual, energetic space to hold someone where they are. And a lot of times we feel like we have to hold them anyway. Oh, this person came to me and they trust me sharing their experience and I will hold them anyway. If you are holding someone anyway, you're not holding them at all. And that's not fair to either one of you, and especially not to them. It's really important that when we are holding space for someone that we have the space and the capacity to hold for them otherwise that person's needs are not being met and you are plummeting yourself deeper into an energetic black hole so can we please normalize knowing where and when we are maxed out and communicating Another thing I'd really like to normalize is saying, I'm not sure how to best support you. And so, again, we have this idea that we should be supporting everyone and that we know how to do that. And that's simply not true. And there's nothing wrong with not being able to hold someone where they are or being unsure of how to best support them. It's different for everyone. Nobody wants to be supported in the exact same way. People have their preferences and ways that they feel supported. Support, it means something different to everyone. It looks different. It feels different. And so ask someone how they would like to be supported. Ask them what they need from you in that moment. Simply ask, do you want me to offer you a different perspective? Or would you simply like me to listen while you speak? Use that phrase. I'm not sure how to best support you. Communicate that openly and ask that person, how do you want to be supported? What do you need from me right now? And maybe you are not the person that they need right now. And so with that... The third thing I'd like to normalize on the internet is saying to someone, I don't know that I'm the best person to support you in this. It's literally impossible for you to have all the answers. Nobody expects you to. And so can we please normalize not supporting people where we know we can't? This is not support. And when you know that you are not the best person to offer that guidance, you actually put that person in a dangerous place. It's a dangerous practice. And that can lead to really damaging repercussions, like re-traumatizing that person. No matter how pure your intentions are, the impact can have some really 
really detrimental outcomes. Instead, be honest, right? Offer that person someone else to reach out to if you know someone or if that person is open to connecting with them. Say, hey, I don't know that I'm the best person to support you in this, but I know someone who would be better suited if you'd like, I can connect you to. Normalizing not supporting people where we know that we can't, whether we can because we're inexperienced and we're uncomfortable, whether we can because we don't have the capacity, the energetic capacity, mentally emotional, spiritual capacity. We're maxed out. Maybe you can't because there's just a lot going on in your world and your own space feels like it's teetering on the edge and one more thing is going to make it collapse. Whatever the reason is, it doesn't matter. If you are unable to support someone, you're unable to support someone. So let's normalize being really radically honest and communicating with people. And on the heels of that, let's normalize as the one receiving that, being okay with it. If someone says to me, I don't know that I'm the best person to support you, or I don't have the capacity to support you right now, my response is not going to be rude. It's not going to be tearing that person down. It's not going to be detrimental to them. Because I know that if that person does not have the capacity or the space to support me where I am, to hold me where I am, then I'm not going to be getting anything from them. And I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that for me. I don't want that for them. <clears throat> and that doesn't mean that I'm going to walk away from them and, and never you know, talk to them again. I'm going to honor them where they're at and say, if you find yourself in a position where you have the capacity or the space, you're welcome to reach out to me. If you are unsure of you know, whether you will ever have the space, let me know. And I'll reach out to someone else. So let's also normalize being in receivership of that information of this person who is openly communicating with you that they cannot best support you, that they don't have the capacity to hold you where you are. When we meet people there with, ridicule or I pay for this mentorship or whatever it is all we're doing is tearing that person down that is a projection of where we are in that moment and I know that that is probably going to be frustrating right when you reach out to someone and they don't have the capacity to hold you and in the state that you're in it's likely that you're going to be frustrated. And it's okay to honor them, honor that person where they are so that they can honor where you are. You want to work with someone. You want to be in relationship with someone, whether that's a romantic relationship, a friendship, right? These things that I'm talking about here don't only apply to you the online space, the entrepreneurial space. I see them a lot in this space and this is the industry that I am in. And so this is kind of why I'm taking that, that perspective. But this applies across any kind of relationship in your life. And you want to be in relationship with people who can be open and honest and communicate with you and who can hold space for you and you can hold space for them when it comes time for you to do so. And tearing people down in the moments that they are unable to do so solves nothing. 
So on the heels of honoring our capacity, our space, our energy, normalizing where and when we're maxed out and communicating that, normalize how we are best comfortable supporting other people, but also normalize receivership of someone communicating with you that they need space to build up their capacity. They need space for themselves. The fourth thing I'd really like to normalize on the internet, and I saved this one for last, and it applies to everyone. Everyone, everyone, just all the time. Is simply allowing that person or your person to be. Sometimes nothing is the best thing. And it's not even nothing. It's not even nothing. It looks like nothing maybe, but it's not. It's holding space for yourself or for someone else in the moment to allow them to be, to allow them to feel the fear, feel the sadness, feel the pain, feel the the anger, feel the joy, feel the confusion, the surprise, whatever it is, to feel the feelings, to look at the limiting beliefs, to look at the fears, to look at the thoughts, all the things, to look at the experiences, to be with the experience. Sometimes nothing is the best thing with that. And a lot of times, the person that is coming to you, and even from ourselves, you know, we sit with other people and we sit with ourselves because we trust that person. We trust ourselves. And this doesn't mean that we always need to be offering up something. Sometimes, many times, being heard is all it takes for someone to feel and be supported and loved by you, whether that is another person or yourself. Sometimes people don't want an alternative perspective or advice Sometimes they don't want there to be an exchange. Sometimes, more often than not, holding space for someone, holding space for yourself is all that is needed. The space is really, really powerful. Whether it's you that is holding the space or you that is being held, the space is very, very powerful. And it's only as powerful as you are open to giving and to receiving. And so... I really want to normalize these things. I would love for presence to be the utmost, the first thing that comes to mind when you are moving through something, when you are in need of some guidance and support, coming back to presence, being present with yourself, being present with someone who is present with you. It's so easy to be distracted. Our world makes it so easy to be distracted. Presence, I believe, really is the key to communication 
it's the key to space being able to hold space for someone being able to be held by someone and a question i have really started asking myself is how do i want people to feel when they leave my presence the answer to this question kind of shifts depending on what it is that i'm asking this question in the context of so for example if i'm asking this question in the context of a master class i'm creating a master class and i say how do i want people to feel when they leave my presence the answer to that is going to be based on what the master class is about right if i'm teaching a master class on prosperity then i'm probably going to want you to feel prosperous um and feeling ease around money and abundance and that kind of thing with that masterclass, right? The majority of the time, the answer is the same. And that is, I want you to feel seen, heard, understood, supported, powerful, ease. I want you to feel this flood of like, I want you to feel luxurious i want you to feel fierce i want you to feel more connected to yourself than when you came in, to your capital s self higher self galactic self angelic self favorite self whatever term you use there i want you to feel more connected to that than when you came if i ask myself this question how do i want people to feel when they leave my presence in talking about this podcast episode. This episode is coming to an end. How do I want you to feel when it's over? I want you to feel seen and knowing where your energetic capacity is and when it's maxed out. I want you to feel like you've been given a permission slip to say things like, I'm not sure I'm the best person to support you. I don't have the energetic capacity to hold you in this. I want you to feel like you can hold the duality of trusting the process and feeling like it's a shit show because it probably is like you can hold the duality of knowing that everything happens for a reason of knowing that everything happens for you and wanting to wallow wanting to to be to sit in what it is that you're experiencing and moving through i want you to be able to Feel what it feels like to invest yourself instead of investing in yourself. I want you to reframe what it means to be in relationship with your ego and what a relationship with your ego looks like and feels like. I want you to know that if you are guilty of using these phrases these phrases that I've talked about, and I am so guilty of using them, I want you to feel like it's okay. You do what you know until you know better, and then you do that. I want you to... Leave my presence knowing, feeling, leaning into your capacity, your space, I want you to feel 
like a door has been open for you to be so much more present with yourself. So I would love to know if I have done that. Have I succeeded in opening up this space and opening up these doors for you? Have I succeeded in my mission of how I would like for you to feel at the end of this podcast episode? These conversations that I've been having over on Instagram have been so powerful and just absolutely incredible. I love it so much. Again, if you missed the post, head on over to my Instagram, luxuriouslyfierce underscore. There is a link in the show notes. And yeah, I would love to know what you would like to add to the list. What are you tired of hearing on the internet? What would you like to normalize seeing on the internet? And feel free to leave a comment because I would love to keep this conversation going. I hope that you have the most beautiful rest of your day and I will catch you in the next episode. If you loved this episode or know someone who would, share it and show some love. Screenshot the episode in the app, share it to your Instagram stories along with your favorite fierce moment from the episode. And don't forget to tag me at Luxuriously Fierce Podcast. You can also subscribe, leave a review, and follow me on Instagram at Luxuriously Fierce Podcast and at Luxuriously Fierce underscore. Thank you for listening to today's episode and don't forget to tune in next week for more things Luxuriously Fierce. The Luxuriously Fierce podcast is sponsored by Goddess Support, an oracular online business management company providing you high-level intentional support so you can be the creative and visionary in your business. Goddess Support goes the distance that traditional business coaching doesn't. Imagine having a turnkey team of goddesses that have your back with everything from strategy to implementation. That's what's possible with Goddess Support. We exist to serve the goddess that is you, and we are honored to help fulfill your big vision. Learn more at goddess.support or find us on Instagram at goddess.support.